This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at MJMunoz.com. Henshin Inspection presents Going Ultra. I will be discussing Ultraman Z. And when I say Ultraman Z, I do mean the dub of Ultraman Z that Subaru Productions has so kindly decided to provide for us Western uh, English-speaking fans. So, you know, I'm going to call it Western fans. I know people get so hypersensitive and say, you shouldn't... No, oh, never mind. I was going to be a jerk. I don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> I don't want to be a jerk, but I do get irritated with people sometimes. Um, but, you know, I'll be the better man. I'll try to be the ultra man. Anyway, uh, I really liked Ultraman Z when I watched it originally with the uh, official English subtitles provided by Superrider Productions on their YouTube channel, which ran in, I want to say 2020, but I'm not 100% sure. It could have been 2021. I, I really don't know. But in the year 2023, April, they decided to release Ultraman Z, which is their dub of Ultraman Z, which is pretty fabulous. Uh, I saw some comments made, and it made me curious as to whether or not the dub of Ultraman Zet happened because the numbers were good for the screenings of Shin Ultraman, the dub, that is, because uh, there were subtitled and uh, dubbed uh, productions or releases of Shin Ultraman in American theaters. And I bought a ticket. I didn't actually go because I couldn't make it, but I bought a ticket at least. So I supported that release because I want to see more dubs and uh, I think it would be good. So I'm definitely, you know, who knows? That's definitely speculation as to whether or not that had an effect on them deciding to go forward with this dub. I would assume with the length of time that it takes a dub, and this is 26 episodes, that it wouldn't have been based on that, contingent upon that. I would think that I, I think it would have had to have been in the works for longer than uh, the results from the movie, because I think the movie came out in December, although I guess 26 weeks. No, that's, I mean, I'm not assuming, well, I don't know, did they have the whole dub in the can already, or are they working on it with, like, a month lead time or something like that? I, I don't really know how uh, animation works, but I will talk a lot about how this is a dub for a couple more minutes, and then I will talk about the content of the episode itself, because while I do care about the fact that it's dubbed, I also am here primarily for the story, uh, and I want to assess the story and some new perspectives, new ideas that came to my mind while watching uh, Zet this time. And uh, so first of all, I'm going to say one thing I really like about the dub is I like that it feels very much like an anime. <laughs> I was watching it with my wife and kid, and uh, my wife pointed out that you can totally tell that the voices, the lips don't sync. And I think... Honestly, I feel like the men's voices sync better than the women's voices, at least Yuka. Um, hers is a little off, but I like the voices that they're using. They feel, it feels like a live action anime. And I told her, look, if you just think of it as an anime instead, and you enjoy it for that aspect of it, then it's fine. She said, those voices don't look like they're coming out of those people. And uh, I don't know if it was, we didn't discuss it in detail. I don't know if it was more the lip sync issue or, you know, lip out of sync issue, or if they just didn't seem to match to her. But, I, and I did think about that a little bit too. Well, one thing I gotta say I, I appreciate about Zet, or Zet and Z, 
is that like the character designs are very subdued they're very normal these are it's like <laughs> if you look at Ultraman or sorry Kamen Rider and Super Sentai the designs are so over the top that they border on the ridiculous um, honestly and it's sometimes you know as an adult as <laughs> man with children watching these shows sometimes it's kind of like you know what guys I'm sorry I don't know why they're dressing like that I don't like that I wouldn't dress like that, but I accept it because it's the character. And if you think about it, it's like an anime. That'd be fine. That'd be a fine design in an anime. But uh, yeah, you don't you don't need that. And I think uh, Ultraman proves that you can have these you know very realistic, you know, simple human designs, which people could complain and call I don't know unexciting or uninteresting. But I think that's totally wrong. But anyway, um, I don't exactly know what the contention was, but. Uh, I really like the dub voices. Um, yeah, I don't care that there's some lack of syncing. I think the, the feel and the vibe that everybody has is really good. And ultimately, again, because I'm interested in the story, I like the fact that I don't have to read the subtitles and be distracted in that uh, aspect from watching the show and enjoying the story. I can just kind of let it... I can let it be presented to me in the you know in my native tongue and it kind of makes it more exciting i noticed some really interesting things interesting things that they did. obviously they stripped out all the dialogue and uh by the by the way i'm now 100 percent confident that that was uh mock dent voicing the savenger or savenger savenger i whatever how do you, how do you pronounce that the savenger uh warning you know savenger is about to land please clear the area i'm 100 percent sure that's him uh but we'll find out if it's not <laughs> anyway um so yeah, I uh, I really like the dub cast. I feel like they capture the feeling of each character. Uh, you know, Yuka is over-the-top excited. Yoko, which I believe is it's Yuka and Yoko, which I can't believe they, they named the characters like that. But anyway, uh, she's, like, serious and determined and uh, kind of no-nonsense and, like, a tough gal, almost like a tomboy, but she's got her femininity still, and it definitely works very well. Uh, Haruki sounds it's haruki right not haruka <laughs> pretty sure it's haruki he sounds about how i would imagine he sounds and uh zed himself sounds so cool i love his voice actor he reminds me of the guy who played akihiko in persona you know three and the spin-offs with him in it um it's i and dan morabushi in the netflix uh ultraman uh anime adaptation uh i don't think it's him i think it's somebody else but I really love one the way or his his voice performance, and two the way he speaks. And I love that they retained his like high formal speech. And the line uh, "Earth ease is ultra difficult" just tickles me to no end. I loved it back then originally when I watched it because I think it's the same exact line, uh, and I, I love it in the dub. And it just just it's great. Earth ease is ultra difficult, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I really like that. Um, so I went on for way longer talking about the dub and some other extraneous things that I'd planned to. I want to keep these episodes short, but I want to talk about the story and some things that I noticed. Uh, and then I'll, I'll do it for just a couple of minutes and then I'll let you go, get out of here. And, uh, you know, you can go live your ultra life somewhere else. And uh, anyway, one of the things I want to mention is that, so Zet is telling Zero that, you know, he wants to be a hero and Zero saying, hey, you're a one third hero. Because he said, Zet says, don't treat me like a half hero. And Zet, Zero says, half. You're more like a one-third hero. And he's like, whoa, no, you can't say that. That's that's ultra harsh, which, gosh, that's funny. Anyway, that's very cute, very funny. Um, but uh, the 
Oh yeah, I meant the the accessibility of the dub is what makes it great because even a young child who can't read yet can hear the English voices and hear it in their native tongue and get more of the story. Uh, get more of the story than if they were watching a subtitle and had their parents reading them to them the subtitles. Anyway, so now that I've entirely closed out the dub versus sub issue, uh, which is that we need more dubs, not less dubs. Uh, you can keep your subs, but I just want dubs too, man. That's all, okay? Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so moving on to the story, the one-third hero comment that Zero makes about Zet is very similar to the scenario and the feeling, the unspoken feeling or sentiment that I detect is felt about Haruki. Yoko is obviously the better Savenger pilot. She's obviously the better operator than him. And her skill at those things, I don't think it makes him um, feel less than. It's just, it's just like a fact. It's a clear fact that she's better than him at combat and uh, in these you know, rescue situations. She's either his senpai or his senior or she's just more skilled and the guy's got to work hard. So I like this parallel between Zet and and Haruki that they are both behind the eight ball. They are both having to struggle. They are both looking to grow and become you know better than who they are today. But or and at the same time, I, you know, so I like that dynamic and I like at the same time that that is rooted only in a desire for goodness. Uh, it's not self-aggrandizement. It's not selfishness. It's heroism. And what really solidifies that for me, because I think it's it's pretty clear with uh, I think it's pretty clear with Zet from the start that he's in over his head and uh, he's fighting fighting the space shark, you know, Durangan or whatever it's called. Uh, he's outclassed, obviously. But he's doing it for his master, Zero. And he's doing it because it's the right thing to do, even if he's got no shot to actually come out ahead of this guy in his current state. And I think that's really great. So he's an ultra man, and he's facing an ultra difficult threat for himself, and he's doing it heroically. But even more impressive than that is Haruki doesn't question when he's dead. Uh, I don't feel at all that Haruki took the chance to become Ultraman to, um, what did he say, merge? To merge with Zet so that he could be brought back to life. I think he only took the shot to be merged with Zet to protect the people who were in danger there. They were still by that school and uh, he, you know he wants to protect those children and the, all the people evacuating there. And uh, he, again, accepted the idea of the two of them merging without a second thought and that impressed me watching it this time because it's just immediately he says like if if we merge we can save those people yes okay let's do it and then immediately they begin to merge and there's almost a little bit of a moment that I feel like I detected where it seemed like Zet like kind of hung his head like I don't want to do this or I wish there was another way there's something like remorseful about this merger and I don't exactly know why. I don't know if that's intended or if that's just something I got this time watching it, but it, that's what it seemed to communicate to me. And 
Uh, I like that because I like this idea that, you know, he, I mean, he didn't kill him. He, he didn't kill him. They died fighting the space shark dude. Um, so there's not that same type of regret or pathos potential from, uh, you know, like the original Ultraman. Speaking of which, I love the fact that they use the, you know, I'm pausing talking about the deep story stuff, talking about cool effects and, you know, nods to the classic. That sphere that they're in with the red, blue, and yellow lights waving around, that's lifted from and a reproduction. I don't know how, but it's somehow a reproduction of the effect of Shin Hayata and Ultraman talking all the way back from 1962 before uh, <laughs> he dropped the beta capsule on Shin's chest and then they merged somehow with that. Anyway, um, but so that was a really cool thing that they did. But um, yeah, he has no way of knowing that he's not just going to become, and this is... Uh, Haruki I'm talking about. Haruki has no way of knowing that he's not just going to become like a, like a, I don't know, like a zombie or like an animated corpse that uh, Zet is, you know, tooling around in. And like, he might be giving his body to Zet and Zet is uh, completely inhabiting him. Like his mind, like it could be the scenario. Zet's mind goes into Haruki's body. Haruki is dead and Zet gets to, you know, live through him and help these people and, and you know, that's it. Uh, that could be the case. He doesn't even think about that. He just says, I want to save the people no matter what. And I've been talking about that for like three minutes, but I just really wanted to stress the point of how impressive I find that and how cool it is. And that's about it. That was the thing that struck me the most is like how they are these underdogs, the two of them, and they parallel each other in that way and how they're both noble and heroic and we get to see that. And I would say, because I've seen the show already, uh, you know, the subversion, that this makes them a two-thirds hero and I like that because maybe sometimes a two-thirds hero is all you need. Um, so, yeah, again, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I thought it was a great start I love the comedy that was laced throughout as this dramatic stuff is going on. I love the drama. I love the fights. Uh, it's just, it's very cool. The Savinger um, mecha effect is, is extremely interesting. I really, it perplexes me that uh, Savinger and Ultraman Zet are like, they're both around 50 meters tall. And that Gomez monster, I believe, from the beginning was only 20 meters tall. And it looked to me like, uh, Sevenger was about 40 meters tall because he looked to be about double the height. And I don't know how they got somebody small enough to get in that suit. I don't know if they were using... Like, I don't know what that effect was, but that's really cool looking back at it that they were able to make such a an interesting effect uh, work. Oh, and then, like, when the space shark guy, like, drives him through a building, like, through an entire building, and you get to see them enter, you get to see them as they're traversing the building, and then you get to see them actually pop through the other side, and, you know, there's all this destruction, which is terrible. Um... Maybe it was a really cool effect. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very funny about Ultraman because, like, I don't like all the crazy property damage and, you know, Super Sentai to some extent as well. Um, and I enjoy that Kamen Rider is much less... Uh, the scope of the destruction of property is much smaller. And, like, you know, they're not all going to be abandoned buildings. So people are, you know, likely dying. Except, you know, they do have the, the conceit of the evacuation happening here. Uh, because that's like the procedure because these people, you know, from storage know that they're going to be dealing with kaiju and uh, they have, you know, protocols to deal with that. So, you know, that's all very well and good, but, you know, 
it's a little <laughs> disturbing and it's a little like odd that it's so enjoyable to watch them fighting like this when you know bad stuff is happening <laughs> and like you know people's lives are going to be ruined and uh it's you know you can lose your place of employment and all sorts of secondary uh consequences like that from you know the reality of the kaiju battles or whatever but like you know it's a fun show so uh, i guess we we excuse it and we let it slide but anyway um that's all stuff that comes from thinking about this all for a while um and I just mean like the whole kaiju thing in general. It's been on my mind for some time since I initially got into Ultraman all that time ago. Especially because I started with the... Uh, not Denazanon, with uh, the Gridman anime. And that definitely addresses the issue of property damage. Because, well, it just does it in a very clever way. And they don't quite do that here. So, anyway. Uh, just, uh, again, this was a really fun episode. I enjoyed the debut a ton, and uh, I'm going to keep going covering these as they come out, so look forward to coming back next time. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around, you're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.